Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 34 of the Audible Farm podcast. This week, I'm sitting down with Caleb Ferry. He, uh, he's a drummer. He likes to play the drums, and uh, we discuss how he got started playing the drums. He plays drums in a handful of bands. He actually plays in Brutal Republic, as well as the Blue Ribbon Ramblers. And he actually has a band called the Day Drinkers that he just started. It's a little two-piece band that he's he's just firing up now. We discussed that a little bit in the upcoming podcast, as well as uh, how he got started, uh, you know what what he thinks of the Fort Dodge community uh, as far as the music scene and and you know Patty's Pub closing down. You know he's in two bands that got to play the final two shows at Patty's Pub, so he was there on both of the closing nights for for the music nights, anyways, and. And you know it's a it's a sad deal about Patty's pub closing. We discussed that a little bit in the podcast, and you know the farther we got into this podcast, the better it, the better it got. The two of us have never actually sat down and talked to each other, but uh, you know the deeper and deeper we got into the conversation, uh, the more philosophical we got about about the music scene and how much everybody supports each other. And it, and, it, and it's a really good podcast. It ended up being a really great interview, and I'm really happy that Caleb got to sit down with me. So uh, enjoy the podcast, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is episode number 34 with Caleb Ferry. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, sitting down with Caleb Ferry. Where are you from originally, man? Fort Dodge. You're from Fort Dodge originally. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, I'm assuming we're close to the same age. I don't know. Just judging by... 28. I'm 31. Yeah, 31. Um, yeah, that's right. I don't know why I had to think <laughs> pretty, about that pretty so close. much. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of cool. You've been playing music for your whole life, or you, uh, did you start in like, middle school and band? or I actually never played uh, music in school at all. At all? Uh, no. I It totally was just like not my style of music at all so oh, i get it I, <laughs> and and honestly never really thought about playing music until i was like 14 years old and then i was like i picked up a bass and was just god awful at it and <laughs> scrapped that pretty quickly so bass and, was not your jam <laughs> no no i was pretty terrible at it and to this day i still can't play a full song but on, a, on like a stringed instrument at all? Or yeah, like it's stringed just, instruments just psh, over my head. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, I mean, you play drums, though. Yeah. And I mean, I I can play the drums, <laughs> but like it's one of those things where if I'm at a jam night and people like you are there, I'm not going to play the drums, you know? So <laughs> so that's that's how good I can play the drums, I guess. So maybe your stringed instrument talent is, is akin to my drum talent. Yeah, I was going to say I will not pick up a stringed instrument at a jam. That's just not a thing. I will not be able to keep up with anybody. I'm surprised I even get up there at some of them. <laughs> There's so many killers out there. It's Dude, insane. it's scary, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not for the weak at heart, but at the same time, it's it's a really good environment. Um, that was where I originally met you was at jam nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw you at Patty's Pub at a jam night. Yep. And uh, then I recently saw you in Barnum at a jam night uh, that Clint Riedel had hosted at the Junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, uh, it was good. T- you brought a dog with you, actually. What's yep. What's uh, What's the dog's name? Reno. Reno. Yeah, Reno is awesome. Um, <laughs> very well behaved, very well mannered dog. Yeah, he's he's a super good dog. Um, as a matter of fact, there's Reno. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
people that uh, at home or wherever you're listening, I've uh, actually got Caleb in the home studio here, and so we've got the the big screen hooked up here with uh, the laptop and everything, and and that's actually Caleb's picture on Facebook is Reno. So <laughs> rock and roll. Uh, that's it was a nice dog. It was a good good time. Um, you got any shows coming up that you know of? With uh, let's see here. I guess you got two bands, so you got. Brutal I'm actually Re- in three. Three. What? What's the third one that I don't have pulled the, up here? The third one is is a new project. Uh, the Ooh. guitar player from the Ramblers, Jordan. Uh huh. He and I are doing a duo thing. Okay. So, you know, just guitar and drums sort of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. are you gonna play a full drum set for that? Or yeah, I actually do. Oh, that's yep. cool. So it's pretty fun. So we just do a two piece and everything, and because I mean. Clint does a lot of solo shows and stuff like that, and Jeremy does a lot of solo shows, and those are the two main bands that I play with. Yeah. So since, you know, they're busy doing solo shows and stuff like that, Jordan and I were like, dude, let's let's get busy, man. Let's, let's do some stuff. And, yeah, we decided to just start this, like, little duo thing. We started calling it the Day Drinkers. The Day Drinkers. Because <laughs> it's something we do far too often. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, it's kind of funny that I mean to each their own because uh, as as we sit here I'm having a refreshing Coca Cola and uh, that's just how I just I roll and I need to quit drinking soda that should be my next uh, thing I try to give something up every month that's been something I've been doing uh, as of late and I've been doing pretty good at it but uh, this month has been a struggle because I decided on soda and this is the third one I've drank um, so <laughs> I'm not doing very good. I get it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why. That's my biggest struggle. What got you started playing the drums? Did you go see somebody play drums, or did you have a drum set sitting around? Or It's a funny story, actually. Uh, I had one of my best friends at the time when I was, like, I was probably, like, 16 or 17. My best friend at the time, Riley Bird, uh, he was in a band and stuff like that, and I was like, dude, I want to start a band and i was playing bass at the time and he was like well i already got a bass player so i don't want to just like ditch him but we kind of need a drummer you should learn how to play drums and i was <laughs> like haha yeah that's not gonna fucking happen but but and then i started learning how to play drums yeah uh you interviewed jared harp yeah uh yeah, yeah. so jared harp taught me my first beat and then from there Oh. I just shot from the hip on everything and just learned everything on my own. That's cool. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's another one of those really fun things about uh, like going to jam nights, seeing other bands play, uh, meeting the people that are in the crowd. Because um, I'm not a very social person, but now it's like inevitable when I go places uh, within these circles, people kind of know me as like the podcast guy. So. Mm-hmm. So uh, people will come up and talk to me whether or not I want them to, and, I, and I'm always cordial. And it's kind of neat to see how uh, so many of you guys actually kind of know each other, uh, you know, based on your past, because we've all been playing. I'm assuming you've been playing music for about how long? How long is it? I'm assuming about 10 years. About 10 years, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's about how long most of us, and if you think about it, that's a whole decade. So what yeah. all have you done in 10 years? That's probably a lot. A lot, how, how many, yeah. How many bands have you been in over the, over the years? I would assume... Probably at least, like, I would say close to a dozen at this point. Like, oh, that's it's, crazy. It's a lot, yeah. You, uh, Which ones have found you, like, the most consistent work? Because I guess uh, we kind of got sidetracked talking about what bands you're in. So what bands are you in? Let's talk about that uh, currently. 
currently I'm uh, playing for Brutal Republic, the Blue Ribbon Ramblers, and uh, the Day Drinkers. Now, the Day so. Drinkers now. So, uh, which like which band do you think like did you start with Brutal Republic and then go to how did how did that all kind of come about? Yeah, I was in a total like just dog shit punk rock band and jeremy i've I've always known jeremy since i was like i think i was 13 or something like that uh that was the first time i ever saw brutal republic i was 13 years old oh wow now i'm the drummer of the band which is hilarious that's cool jeremy hates when i bring that up but i enjoy (laughs) it because he doesn't like it so uh but uh yeah it's you know (laughs) that's how that goes that's how that goes but uh yeah, I was in a really, really terrible punk rock band, like I was saying, and Jeremy just came up to me and was like, Hey, do you want a drum for Brutal? And I was like, This will last like three months, I bet. <laughs> like because yeah. I probably don't play the style they want. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> you know. And it actually it actually worked out super well. I've been drumming for Brutal for like four and a half years, I think. Well, that's cool. Pretty close. Yeah. So I mean, that's a long time to be sticking with one thing, no matter, yeah, like sure. almost no matter what you're doing. I, don't, yep. I mean, that's just not that my mind doesn't work that way, but you know, I've come in and out of playing music quite a bit. I uh, I played in high school and then I kind of quit after high school and then I just you know, as of the last three or four years, started playing again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I I don't have much of a history, but uh, how did you end up running into Clint Riedel? Uh, that was actually at Patty's one night. Uh, cool. My my friend Alex Black, she was like, "Hey, there's this guy called the Wright County Rambler, and he plays a lot of cool tunes that we're into." Mm-hmm. She, she's like, "You should come down and hang out." I was like, "Okay, why not?" So I go down to the bar and I go up to the bar to get a drink, and Gina's like, "Hey, you should go play with him." I was like, "I don't even know who the hell that guy is. Like, why the <laughs> hell would I just go play with him? Like, yeah, you know." So I get a drink and I sit down and have one drink and Clint took a set break and I went up to the bar again to get another beer and he just comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, I got a cajon. Yeah. You know, you should come up and play. I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. I ended up playing with him that night for like two hours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we didn't exchange information or anything. Like we both had a great time, didn't exchange information or anything. And, uh, and he, <laughs> And he just like walks into the coffee shop one day and he's like, dude, I've been looking everywhere for you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, he's like, hey man, like I'm playing down at Amigos in a week. You want to come down and play? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. So, and that was just kind of, that, that's how that all started. That's how that all started. That's yeah. crazy cool. I guess so. like, that's like a serendipitous kind of fun thing. Was he playing a show that night or was he, it wasn't, mm-hmm. a, okay, so it wasn't like a jam night or anything. No, it wasn't a jam or anything. So he was there like performing Yep. and uh, just invited you up. Yeah, I guess Clint asked Gina, the bar owner, He she's like, is there any musicians in the house or anything like that? And Gina was like, well, that guy's a drummer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he, he decided to come up and talk to me. So that's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, that's uh, kind of Clint's style. I mean, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Just that free spirit sort yep. of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we've, man, I just, it seems like about every third or fourth podcast, somebody has a fun Clint story like that, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I ran into Clint here and he just invited me to play with him because he he does kind of like a take on all comers yeah. thing. 
I mean, like that's pretty much why I ran into most of you guys. Was oh I, yeah, I randomly did a podcast with Clint. Like I didn't know him until I did a podcast with him, and that was the first time I had ever met him at all. You know, and yep. I was like, oh, this guy's actually pretty cool. So then he's just like, well, let's go over to the bar. I have jam nights over here, and we went over there, and he's like, yeah, just come to a jam night. So I went to the next jam night and <laughs> ended up just starting to meet a bunch of you guys. And that's I mean, everyone's got one of those stories about Clint. He's such a good guy, dude. He's he's a personality man. Like it's kind of one of those people that like. He just naturally kind of draws people to him just because he's well, he's he's very he's a very charismatic guy for one. Yeah. But for two, he's just got a good heart. He's good. Like he's good to everybody he meets. He's never mean to anybody. I've never seen him. Yes. I think I've seen him mad one time. Oh, wow. You know, uh-huh. well, I, I just think but, like you can totally tell he's sincere. Like oh, that's, yeah. that's like one of those things. Um, Definitely. And it's not that like some people, quote unquote, you know, aren't sincere, but it's just you can totally tell that he's not just saying something to blow smoke up your butt. It's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very genuine. genuine. There you go. That's that's probably the word I was looking for. That's a good <laughs> one. So uh, you you joined up with Clint. How long do, have you been playing with Clint? I think, gosh, it's probably been like two years now, mm-hmm. which is... Which is weird to say because it feels like yesterday that like I bumped into him and he's like, "Oh, you be my drummer." Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you usually but, just do you just play cajon with him or do you play a, a full drum set? We do. We do full kit usually. Yeah. So usually with the Ramblers, since since now we're basically a full band. We started out with just like I turned a suitcase into a bass drum. And uh-huh. I brought a snare drum and a hi hat around, and. <laughs> that was what Clint and I did for like probably like eight months straight. Oh, wow. And then Jordan came into the coffee shop one day and he was just loaded, just, <laughs> just completely hammered drunk still. It was like eight in the morning and I'm like, I'm like doing my daily grind, you know, and everything. I'm like, is that a pun? Daily grind? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it to be, but I mean, I do work at a coffee shop. There you go. But uh, yeah. So like, there's a drum set behind you if you want to give it a... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, he comes into the coffee shop and uh, was just so drunk still. And he's like, I want to do what you do. It's like, <laughs> you want to make coffee? And he's like, no, I want to be a rambler. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, I was just like, dude, this guy's drunk as shit at eight in the morning. Like, why would we hire this guy? And yeah. then it turns out to be like one of the best things we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so awesome. I love that guy. He's quickly become one of, one of my like top 10 favorite people. I love that guy. I was actually thinking to myself, like, why would you guys name yourselves the day drinker? And then you bust this story out and it's like, all right, it fits. Like, yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It totally fits. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, you do have Brad in the band as well. Yep. When, did you, when did you pick up the B-Rad? Dude, uh, it's actually hilarious. So like one of my first real jobs was I worked at a hotel. And okay. it was, oh God, I wouldn't wish that job on anybody. It was <laughs> it was the worst job on the planet. And uh, Brad also worked at the hotel on a much more respectable position than I yeah <laughs> than I worked I just cleaned up shit and stuff like that if and that's possible at a hotel no yeah. no I'm kidding I'm just kidding yeah. I'm kidding hotel he was people like, he was like the assistant manager or something like that of the hotel so he, okay, he is, had a yeah. decently respectable job and everything yeah. and he and I kind of talked about music from time to time and I didn't realize that he was like that serious about music uh-huh until like I started seeing him play and I was just like holy shit this yeah. guy was not joking yeah. when he was talking to me about music at the uh-huh. hotel. And there was 
there was one day, like, I guess he was going out to the jams pretty frequently in Barnum. Mm-hmm. And he, he, like, he hit me up through, I can't remember if it was, like, Facebook or if it was through text message or something. Uh-huh. But he's like, hey, man, like, what do you think about me jumping in on some of your sets and stuff like that? And I was like, well, I've always liked Brad. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. And then... Like, we started having him jump in and stuff, and it was just, like, it just works so well, meshed so well. Like, Brad is the brains of the Ramblers. Like, if we did not have Brad, we would be shit. Like, we would be nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, Brad Brad does kind of, like, I've I played a jam night with him. The very first uh, jam night that I was, like formally invited to i played the let's see it would have been like the christmas ish uh jam night last this last year was that at patty's yeah um jeremy invited me over to play and brad was the bassist mm-hmm. and like i didn't know what was going on you know like because i can jam with people but it's when somebody's just like ead and it's like when you know like <laughs> you know yeah but but brad's was like just leans over and he starts giving me the one four fives and it's just like oh geez this guy's thinking about it in multiple ways like he's yep. he's he's like start on the four and it's like whoa like oh i totally get okay i see where mm-hmm. we're going you know stuff like that kind of i get where we're going with things a lot quicker um but he's i just i could just see that he has his wheels constantly turning you know and he's the man he's a hell of a bassist he's too. so cool yeah he's good at it <laughs> you know uh, and, and it's because of him that i ended up uh running into clint because mm-hmm. He had, uh, he had found me on social media and was like, hey, you know, you should get a hold of Clint. And uh, Clint didn't have social media at the time. Yeah. And so he just, like, gave me his we've, number. We've been pressing that for a while now, and he finally, like, caved and started doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, I, it's so funny, though, because he just, like, gives me his number. And so I just, like, cold called him, and, and, <laughs> and away we went. And that was the Clint, like, there's, it's one of the older ones I did. It's probably, like, episode 11, maybe. But, yeah. I uh, I've been making my way slowly through the populace of the Fort Dodge music scene because there's a lot of you guys Dude, out there. There is a gaggle of them. Yeah, it's who, crazy. Who all's in the Brutal Republic now? So Brutal Republic right now is Jeremy Ober, Alex Trevino, and I. Uh-huh. We sometimes have uh, a buddy of ours named Ronley King jump in from time to time. Yeah, I did a podcast dude, with Ronley. That dude's a beast. Oh, he's so he's good. He's the coolest. I went to a, a jam night, go figure, in, <laughs> in Bode. Of course. And uh, I actually brought a kid I go to school with at Iowa Central that said he plays. And we and we got up there and played. And Ronley played with us. And I was just like, holy crap, this is so good. And it was so funny because like, Ronley was playing beforehand. And then uh, he took a break and he sat next to us and talked to us. And then we all get up there and start playing. And I just lean over. I'm like, you're carrying the heavy load on this one. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's just like, it's an A, go. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. You know, he's so good. Uh, it's, it's super fun to watch him play. Uh, J. Clyde Band, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Those guys are maniacs. Yeah. Dude, all of them are so good. Yeah. Oh, that's just, that's just the thing. Like, there's so many good musicians <laughs> around the area. That's what uh, sucks about having patties go away. Dude, that, that was a heartbreaker. For yeah. sure, dude. What we played uh, we played Brutal, well, the last two nights. Uh, the Friday, we played there with the Ramblers. And then the Saturday, we played there with Brutal. Yep. So those were Patty's last two nights. You that say was... we played there, but you played with both of those. With things. both bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You say we as in the band, <laughs> we. But, but yeah, you were the drummer for... For both. For both yep. of those bands. So you got to play both of the closing nights. Yeah. Man. What was that like? 
Dude, uh, it was it was really fun and everything. Like I uh, I was telling Jeremy, I pulled Jeremy aside and I was like, I think this is like the best worst time I've ever had. Oh, you know, yeah, it was it was really sweet. yeah, it was really fun to like you know hang out and throw down and be a part of that and everything. But like losing losing Patties is like it's like a dagger in the music scene in Fort Dodge. You know, yeah. it's like a dagger in the heart. It's like it's tough, dude. It's not an easy thing for, you know, all of us to be like, oh, shit. Like, we just lost, like, kind of a home away from home. Yeah. You know? I mean, that was just one of those things on the Thursday jam nights. You knew who you were going to see there. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, like, even if I didn't know everybody's name, I could always count on uh, running into at least 15 people I knew. You know, oh, 20 sure, maybe, dude. you know? And I, and I don't go down to Fort Dodge and, and do the... I just go down there for jam nights for the right. most part, and I work there and go to school there, I guess. But still, like it's, it's just one of those deals where it's, I like I said, I'm not super social always, so I don't know a I lot totally of people. I totally get it, dude. <laughs> but but it's like, man, I know who this person is. And I, I know everybody at this table, and yep. and even if I'm not on a first name basis with people, and that's it's gonna be sad to have one of those places go away. Yeah, for sure. And that's not that's nothing against like uh, there's a lot of like wineries around that have have a lot of music, and there's yeah. nothing against those places. But a lot of those are like outside of town. Right. And then there's other bars and stuff that have music, but Patty's and it's not that Patty's was like super eclectic and had that nostalgia factor and all that other stuff, but it was it was a nice location. It was a very, very big building with with prime setup for music. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean it was they went full tilt for music and that's just something that is there's no other place that has that at uh, like around the area. I mean I mean, of course, a lot of us have our own PA systems in our right. bands. Like all the, the band, everybody chips in a handful of bucks, and now your band's got a PA in case mm. you need it. And more often than not, you need it. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's nothing compared to what was at Patty's. Oh know? yeah, dude, for a sure. Mini festival setup type. Yeah, of stuff Gene there. and Gene and Mark were always the sound guys down there, and sometimes you know, like, I mean, it would it'd be back and forth for who was there and everything. But you always had like a solid sound guy and always like solid gear to back you up absolutely which was really awesome and gina gina really knocked it out of the park when it came to that sort of thing where she had that stuff organized to you know basically set you up for success yeah you know (laughs) like you know because i mean a lot of that stuff it's like a good sound guy and a good pa system can go miles oh my god like how you sound yeah Uh, you know there's not enough I always say that nobody tips their cap enough at a sound guy, period. Yeah, totally. Like, regardless. But there's definitely not enough thumbs up thrown at a good sound guy. Yeah, for um, sure. I remember playing, the only time I played at Patty's uh, as a band with Three Finger Betty, I went there uh, and it was, would have been Thanksgiving, a year, like a year and a half ago. Okay. And uh, we played there Thanksgiving Eve and the place was uh, massively packed. Gina treated us amazing. You know, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it's, it's one of the... Every place is pretty awesome to the bands for the most oh, part. Yeah. They just treat you like a human being, you know, and, and they're just like, hey, you know, if you need anything, just let us know and whatever. But it's, I mean, she paid us and then we all sat down and we're just like, man, you know, we all got paid pretty well. I wonder if, wonder if she paid the sound guy. So we go over to the sound guy. It's like, did you get paid? And it was uh, us, the sleepover and don't die. And he's just like, yeah. So we all ended up just pitching him another, you know, handful of bucks, everybody yeah. from the bands. And it was just like, well, here's more money because you made us, you know, it's because of you that we all sounded Dude, this great. Yeah. And so it's, you know, as bands, we all just tipped the sound guy. And I thought that was something that was pretty cool that um, absolutely, it's a gesture I've only seen once. And it was it was done rightfully so at the yeah. time because <laughs> the place was packed, you know, yeah. so 
you uh you do have to lean on the sound guy when the oh when the for place sure is dude and uh how is it when you have to do your own sound who does the sound in your guys's band well for uh for brutal it, jeremy just has his own pa and whatnot and we just run through that yep so jeremy just takes care of that he kind of has a you know has an idea of what all of his gear needs to sound like and stuff like that so we usually have that but in the ramblers it's brad yeah of course because yeah. none of us you know have any idea what we're doing yeah so i mean brad is the guy <laughs> yeah i remember going to uh one of the last jam nights in uh barnum the they had got a new pa system set up for for the night and they hit they had brought it over there to try it out because just to see if it would work and it was uh one of those things where it's like man how do we after we took this all apart and brought it over to another location how do we put it all back together and right. i was like oh yeah okay yeah i'll jump in here and, and help you out because <laughs> i'd hate to have somebody fry something that's that's yeah. brand new and nice because i'll tell you what i've i've done it before and it's expensive and not fun. oh dude for so, sure uh that's that's a a lesson to anybody that's listening that wants to just start hooking stuff up don't do it yeah <laughs> just let somebody else do it and uh, most of the time i don't even want to do it because it's just like nah it's not my stuff so yep that's another weird thing is like uh, you play drums, so you don't have to worry too much about cables at all. Yeah, for the most part. Do you mic up your drums when you play live? Uh, usually with Brutal, no, not so much. Yeah. But with the Ramblers, we do because Brad is uh, not saying this in a bad way, but he's <laughs> he's kind of like he he knows what things need to sound like i'm not calling him a control freak or anything like that but like he knows what things need to sound like so he you know he dials it in and not only that but when we play live brad also has a system to where he records us live every time yeah that's cool so that's really cool i was so. actually just thinking that because if everybody's mic'd up then you have prime operation yep. to record it very easily yeah and that's I've I think our plan is to release like a live from everywhere album brilliant like, really soon too so that'll be really cool brilliant to where, to where basically we just have some of our best takes dude that is from that, all over the place and we'll be like oh this was at you know patty's pub this was at shiny top this was at you know 503 in iowa falls you know that that's sort awesome of thing. so dude that's super cool yeah that's really awesome idea man i uh I dig the idea. Uh, I'm not going to like just say that I also had the idea, but there was like an, a dabble. We were debating whether not to try to do that with Three Finger Betty, but you guys have a prime setup to do it, so that would be sweet. I mean, if you have the means to do it, dude, like it's it's a cool thing to offer, you know? I mean, it's one more thing to get you out there mm -hmm. to people. Like, you know, if you do a Live From Everywhere album or a Live From This Place album, you can at least you know, try to hustle that and be like, Hey, like, and then maybe you'll get those people to come to a show again, you know? So that's, well, it's also kind of cool. Cause you can say some of our best takes were on, uh, this far away and some of them were that far away. And mm -hmm. this is one from our hometown and this is one from over here. And then when you, even when you go to a new town, it's like, look at all the places we've all already been, Yep. you know, and we're still hitting new places. Yeah. You guys do sure. play a lot of shows in the Ramblers. Yeah. You guys are, I mean, rightfully named i guess you know you, you do you guys do get around quite a bit yeah for sure uh, how far away have you guys gotten as far as have you left the state yeah the we Ramblers? we bop into minnesota and stuff like that from time to time and like we 
we've been heading to Boji and stuff like that a lot cool. recently, which is right there on the border. And yeah, everything. but that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's fun. The Ram or uh, with Brutal though, I've pretty much only played in Iowa. And, yeah, and whatnot. So uh, the Brutal Republic thing's kind of crazy because Jeremy does a lot of uh, acoustic shows. Jeremy, oh yeah, for Jeremy's sure. uh, busy dude. Yeah, I don't want to say he's like the man, but he is the man in Brutal Republic. It's his, his oh, 100%, band. And, yeah. um, without him, it wouldn't exist. So. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just pulled up the Brutal Republic Facebook page, which is at Brutal Republic. Uh, go give it a like if you would like to. I uh, I already have, it looks like, because I'm, I'm a good Samaritan. But uh, he calls his acoustic stuff Acoustic Republic, which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy that. Uh, it's, a, it's a good play on the name to just signify which, which and what is there. Uh, you guys, it does look like you have a show coming up as Brutal Republic, though. Oh, um, yeah, look at that. <laughs> says there's one here uh, June 1st uh, at the 503 in Iowa Falls. You guys have been there before. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually never been there. What's it like? It's a it's a cool place. Like uh, sometimes you get it's you either get one of two crowds there. It's kind of funny. You either get like the rowdiest people who yeah. live in that town. Awesome. Or you get like the most tame people that live yeah. in that town. And there's not a lot of in between. So like there's, you know. It it's a fun place to play and everything and and uh-huh. they're and they're pretty loyal to us and everything like that. Yeah. Like whenever, you know, whenever Brutal plays there, it's always a, a pretty good time and everything. So and the Ramblers play there every once in a while too. Uh, but I think people are more susceptible to hard rock. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. in Iowa Falls than they are to the rambler style you know it is kind of funny how that goes from town to town and place to place uh it definitely definitely does exist Uh, i i never really thought too much about it but like uh in des moines there's a lot of metal oh yeah and then when you when you leave des moines it becomes less prevalent and i didn't realize that was a thing until i started playing outside of des moines and going other places like uh four dodge isn't like a metal town you know it's, it's not, it used to be, it, yeah. There used to be, which a is uh, there. which is crazy. When when I first when I first started playing bass, uh, like when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I would go to a metal show every week in Fort Dodge. I shit you not. I think that like might... it was awesome. I was thrilled about it. There was always metal shows in Fort Dodge. What? Where were the places? Well, usually it was it was Spanky's. Yeah. It was the Laramar. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. And then uh, there, there was like one more place, but I, okay, I, I did see from Citizen to Soldier at the Brass Monkey, which was the most awkward thing in the world. That'd be because crazy. It's not a bar for a metal band like yeah. that. But I mean, they kicked ass as always. Those guys, yeah. those guys were <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's pretty crazy you know uh truth be told i've never actually stepped foot in the laramar i never went really when, i never went when it was open i don't know how i missed that but i just never did that place has a super cool history uh uh a lot of things in the fort dodge area actually yeah. have a lot of crazy history and uh the more the more I, time i spend down there the more i realize that there's yeah. a lot of crazy stuff like Jimi hendrix played at the laramar dude no way yeah that's crazy like there's like he was he was in some I don't know if it was like a funk band or something like that, mm-hmm. but he was yeah he was playing guitar for some you know some group and that's crazy happened to play there it's like you know it's little things like that that like it just it's so cool yeah but a- unfortunately the Laramar has just I don't know who's running it now but like 
the the Laramar kind of got passed through like shady manager from shady manager to shady manager, and it was just kind of like yeah, like the music scene kind of just like died out there. Like yeah. at least at least when I was younger, uh-huh. I don't know how it is now because I haven't set foot in there basically since I was shit. I was probably like seventeen or eighteen the last time I walked in that place, mm-hmm. but. Like it, it has a cool, you know, it, it's really cool. I mean, there's like the balcony around the top and everything. There's a stage and it's like a full on like dance floor ballroom. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's really cool. That is really awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's like a ballroom at the third floor of the Eagles club too, yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to have shows up there every now and then. Yep. I went to a couple of those. Those were, uh, those were pretty fun times. It doesn't seem like there's too many places out there to go play music. Um, I mean, I'm in the Humboldt area. There's almost right. almost nothing here. There's a uh, the poorhouse, which is has yep. now has uh, like I don't know if you want to call it like a side stage, but it's it's like a separate building, yep. but it's not because it's it's like all in the same. Pr- I don't know how it works out, but it's. I it's, think they basically just bought like the it, it was like a garage. That sounds right. Yeah, I think that they just bought it because it's like on the same property, and they're just like, oh, we'll just. Yeah, they just like fenced Scoop everything into there. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're on the go out to the patio, that's another option. You just yeah. go over to the garage and you can just hang out in the garage. Yeah, playing outside there is actually really fun, though. We've done that a couple of times and it's we enjoy it. Yeah, I've I've always wanted to play there, and then I ended up playing there on uh, New Year's Eve with Three Finger Betty, and that was that was tons of fun. I it seems like some of my my favorite shows, like some of the the most packed house shows I've played at, have been like in this area on like the eve of yeah of hol- holidays you know it was that uh that jam <laughs> night i went to and and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i it's it's just kind of a tough deal though the way that the places go to play around here because like we talked about none of them are really that big anymore no, i mean uh-huh. do, does uh the second floor of the eagles club is it still spankies or what's it called now it was called the eagles landing mm-hmm. i i don't remember what it is now do you know if they still have shows there? I don't think they do. Huh. So where where in Fort Dodge do uh, can you play music now that like, Patty's is gone? Well, now that Patty's is gone, it's like you're pretty much uh you're pretty much like you know directed to either River Hops, uh-huh. Shiny Top, yep, Witcher Breweries, yep, Soldier Creek Winery, mm-hmm. which obviously is a winery. Winery, yep, and then that's it that's i mean don't get me wrong i love playing at all three of those places the people that own those places and operate and everything are fantastic all of them are great people absolutely but like if you're in a band like brutal Uh uh-huh you can't bust out your heavy stuff at those places which is why which is why it's been such a like a hard thing to give up patties yeah, because that was our rock venue. Exactly. You, you know, like that. If you wanted to go see a rock and roll band, like a true, like hard rock band or anything like that, uh huh, you were gonna go to Patty's to oh, see yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, I honestly can't think of a place that really is gonna invite a hard rock band to come and play. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd have to go up to Humboldt to the Poor House. <clears throat> yeah, for I mean, sure. They'd be more than willing. Cause I mean, that was like the one thing I was thinking, like where I'm, I try to think of it in the sense that's like, who, who is willing to play the broad spectrum? Because right. I, I totally understand where bars are coming from and venues are coming from in the sense that they're like, we don't necessarily want to have, um, 
like you know I, I've said it before on the podcast. I don't mean to be mean to my own band, but it's just like a potty mouth punk band. I call it that uh, in an endearing sense. But we've all been there, though. You know, like we, I mean, I've done that it's, it's, same stuff. <laughs> I and it's tough to call us a punk band because we're kind of like a rock punk. I don't know what it is, but it's we all just kind of just meshed all our styles and called it. What yeah. It's, but it's, that's kind of what a punk is, I guess. So for sure. <laughs> so we're we're this like punkish band. We're kind of loud. Um, we don't always have the the happiest lyrics and then i just don't want to make people you know put people off so i try my best not to like book us at places blindly to not let them right because i don't want to put people off in that sense um so it just seems like for places like that like as far as i know the 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 prowler and humble has has had music before we've played there and i think like they've gone uh through a couple management changes but i think they're still trying to possibly have music there so like that might be an option but there's a lot of places that have music uh availability but you have to like rent the space in order to play there and then you run into the issue with how do i make my money back uh yeah do i sell tickets and then if you want to sell tickets you better have alcohol inside and then you got to get a license and you start running right. into just issue after issue after issue mm-hmm. and uh some people are deterred by a ticket you know and so then that brings up that you have to have merch and right it's it's a tough go of it and yeah and i i come from the unique perspective too to where like when i was first playing in like punk rock bands like we literally played for next to nothing yeah if anything at all uh-huh and now at this point i play in bands that actually uh that actually pay for your time and equipment uh-huh which is which is nuts. It's, I never yeah. thought I would be here to be completely honest with uh-huh. you. Like I was like, I'm going to play in a dirty punk rock band my whole life. And that's that, yep. you know? And I was content with that. And then I met the awesome friends that I did and brutal and, and the ramblers. And it's uh-huh. just like, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there to go play different places, you know, things like that and actually make a little bit of money. And what's nice about that is, is you can invest in your music. Exactly. Yeah. Which is fantastic. And I mean, like any more, like, like I never thought I would have the gear I have even, Uh you know, because of that sort of stuff. And I'm able to put my music money back into my music, which is amazing. Exactly. Like I can't even like, like I said, I can't even believe that I'm able to do that at this point, but it's fantastic to be able to do that. You know, it's, you know, one of the coolest parts about that, I think, is, uh, I mean, we, we have I've discussed it before, I think, with uh, Nick Earhart uh, on one of the more recent podcasts about, about like <laughs> about setting your worth as a band. And it's a tough thing to do, but it's it's kind of a crazy thing where if you can do it all properly, you can invest in your own um, equipment, sound, rehearsal time, space. Yep. And you can the fact that you're making a little bit more money with it, you can uh, bring uh, a certain air to yourself to be more professional yeah. about what you're doing and justifying making that extra money mm-hmm. and then taking the next step and just, and keep doing that. Um, but like a lot of that is like how palatable are you to what audiences and who's, who's going to pay that. And that's, and not only that, but like you have to play for a long time. Too. Bingo. Like you have to be able to cover for like your four sets, hours. Your sets have to be long sets. Yes. It's not one of those come out and play 60 minutes and charge all you want. It's, you got to, four 60 minute sets yeah, type dude. deal and yep. go ahead and take 10 minutes in between but you're playing from nine to one thirty. essentially you're you're gonna you play know. a three to four hour show yeah three hours at minimum basically yeah. anymore and i mean that that's fine and all it's it's 
Like with Brutal, it's hard. Yes. Because like Jeremy is a machine, dude. Oh, like yeah. there's there's shows where like that dude will not stop playing for four hours straight. <laughs> like he he could have to go to the bathroom, like he could have to take a leak the second song in and he won't do it. <laughs> he's just like, No, I'm done four hours, right? This yep. is like he's he's so professional about it and he just handles his business that way. And it's you know, but Yeah, I think you know what's really crazy about that is that's one thing I noticed about him is he carries himself in that way where when he plays live, he doesn't spend a lot of time hem hawing between songs. No. Um, if people if there's a bunch of people and they're all there watching, he's just going to keep playing. Yeah. And uh, there's another person that I I noticed does a lot of that, and that is uh, uh, most people in the like Chris Carr and everybody in his camp, like uh, Chris Carr band, uh, any yeah a derivative of that or Chris Carr himself. It's that's mm-hmm. just something that he does as well. You know, yeah. it's. It's just one of those crazy things. I don't. I know those two have spent a lot of time near one another, so maybe that's something that uh, rubbed off from Chris to Jeremy, or or vice versa. But it's maybe it's just common work ethic with those two, and der- deservingly so for those yeah, guys for, for sure. all the work that they pick up, and and uh, they're fantastic musicians. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it is one of those crazy things when you start thinking about uh, how like when I started playing music and a band one of the things I wanted to do was like kind of polish off the, my rough edges, you know, and try and be yeah. like, how do we uh, present ourselves to the public in a sense where it can be like, you know, we don't have to, I'm in a punk band, so it doesn't have to, we don't have to put on like any airs. We don't have to like dress up or do anything. We just go right. out there as we are and put like, just make like a logo and just throw it out there or something, you know? And, yeah. and those were some of the things that I wanted to try to do. And as we started to play more shows around the area, like in and out of the state and with other bands from, you know, we ended up playing with some pretty cool traveling bands and uh, it ended up affording me the opportunity to, uh, join another band and and from all that I ended up having uh, kind of one of those things where I, th- I was thinking to myself like maybe I am like getting good at this so I, I thought you know maybe I can teach some other people how to like take the first steps to getting good at guitar so I started doing guitar lessons and that's where I found where I could like make some money and invest it into my own stuff so like absolutely I, I had done that with uh, <clears throat> when I joined Unity I bought a uh, a specific guitar to play with unity because it was down tuned and i was just like this is the you know this is the guitar that i want to play with this band and I, i've done that with most bands where it's just like this is the guitar i'm going to play with this band like in three finger betty i play that like swirly blue guitar it's on my facebook profile picture it's really cool yeah it's, it's a neato one it's, i'll show i'll show it to you before you take off but uh that's uh that white one over there is actually the one I play in Unity. Um and I like and I like that one uh probably for playability more than anything, but it's just one of those things where I was I was one of the ways I realized like I can monetize my talent. Um maybe not necessarily in the band that I'm playing in um wholeheartedly. I and a three finger Betty does make money and it's one of those one of those things, but we usually have to travel, uh take our own PA with us and then really, really, right. really work for it. Yeah in order for to sure. get, in order to get it. So um, not that nobody does work for their stuff, because I'm sure you guys are dragging your PAs around and everything, and yeah. four hours is a long time. I think the longest I've covered is two as a musician. Yeah, it's it's kind of nuts. Like, uh, like usually at the three-hour mark, I won't lie to you, I'm tanking out. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, it's it's three hours of playing drums. You're moving all your limbs. Yeah, that's you know? <laughs> totally different <laughs> for that. you. So it's kind of like, it's 
it can wear you out and everything. And, and sometimes you'll get a second wind and everything and you'll be fine and everything will just move real smooth. But with Brutal, it's kind of funny. What we do is the, our last hour, we play all of our heavy stuff. Oh, cool. Like all of our like, like he, Jeremy always says like, this last portion of our set is not for the faint of heart. Yep. Like if you don't, you know, if you don't get it, that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. You know, so like that's when we start playing our heavy stuff. And uh, dude, like holding off the heavy stuff until the last hour when you've already played for three hours, dude, it's like coming up with like the ability to like do the double bass hits and things yeah. like that that you yep. have to achieve. It is just, it's it's a roll of the dice every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's either the adrenaline kicks in and you're spot on, or right. or, or it's a crapshoot. Or you're just like, I'm barely scraping by right yeah, now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, I've, believe me, I've had those nights. Uh, one of the more recent Three Finger Betty shows, we we end all of those shows with like a jam, which is weird for like a punk band. You That's know? awesome. So um, we ended up busting out like a new jam. Like we one night we're out of practice and just started playing and then like six minutes went by and it's like we got this kind of sounds good let's let's kind of try to recreate this at the next show so without you know we don't ever practice it but it just like comes out at the end of shows and that's just how it ends up and the last time we had had a jam it ended up being like five minutes long and it makes this like weird kind of song that ends up sort of <laughs> starting to have like a little bit of a pattern but like a fish song live it's never the same it's so, fun man so with this new one i was i wasn't really feeling it um I felt like we were spot on, you know, I was, I was on point, but I just wasn't feeling jammy, I guess, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I totally get it. And, and when the jam hits, it's just like, I don't know if this is going to be any good, but I, I heard some, a recording of it and listened back to it recently. I think I shared it on my Facebook, but I saw it and I was like, yeah, this is actually, this actually wasn't so bad, you know? So that's one of those things where you're talking, it's just kind of a, a roll of the dice. I, yeah. I didn't know when I was out there if it was going to be that good or and, not. And but. in that sort of situation, like sometimes like if you're, if you're not totally in your groove and stuff like that, your, uh, your creativity can be very lackluster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's times where like, I'll, I like to drink. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a little too intoxicated or anything like yeah. that, and we do a jam, I think I'm in my pocket and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm just, I'm grooving away. I'm grooving away. And then somebody will inevitably have had like a video on their phone of it. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, dear Lord, why'd they post that? This is the worst I've ever played. <laughs> you know, well, so <laughs> I've definitely been through those yeah, situations. It just, it just kind of like, it seems like, uh, it seems like cameras come out when you're not on your shining moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally, I totally get it. I, and that's how I feel about the, like the podcast. I, I, the first handful I edited like so meticulously, I was just like, oh, I'm going to take out this like eight seconds of weird conversational pause. Right. And I was like, and now I'm just like, I don't even care. We're just going to go with it. It's, <laughs> it's just like, just, it just is what it is. Just banter. Just have a good time. And some of that just uh fly by the seat of your pants is like some of the fun stuff I like to right. do. And that's what like intrigues me about jam nights is you can just go up there and somebody can tell you like it's in this key and just and as, wail. And as long as they know how to play it, you're now the solo guy. So you just kind of like jam along a little bit and solo a little bit here. And then just make sure yeah. you know the main riff to the, the solo. So the guy that's singing, now gets his solo you know yep. and it's like that's all you gotta do for sure yeah it's dude. so it's so fun i when i was super nervous going to jam nights i talked to scott doll about it 
and you know he was it was kind of crazy because he gave me some advice and i don't want to butcher it but it's it's something to the effect of like you know if you're that nervous and you don't think you're like going to be spot on or be able to like perform as well as you should for this song just just take a back seat there's other awesome musicians standing around with you let them do what they're doing for this you know the song right and then if they give you the nod then go for it yeah. and, you know and that's that was like some of the best advice you know just just don't get in the way if you're nervous you know but get up there get up there anyways yeah. you know and and that's one of the things that i'm almost unwilling to do is like drum solos <laughs> i i do not i do not do drum solos well like, I don't have anything wrong with when a drummer does a drum solo. Uh-huh. Like, I think it's neat. But, like, I just, I just, I don't know if I, I just can't, I can't do them. I don't know what the deal is. Like, when I, when I go for it, it's just like, like, who the hell knows what just happened right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about just, like, fills, though. No, no, no. Like, like, like an like, actual, like, 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 you know, just, like, just keep right okay i get what you're saying i don't understand drum solos like me either dude it's it's such a weird (laughs) thing because i just like how is this guy keeping time is he keeping time does he just not care at some point because it feels like about six bars into every drum solo it's just like i don't know where he's at anymore see and i've i've just kind of like gotten to the point where i just realized like i i'm a pocket player yep like i just play in the pocket i i don't i don't overplay yep you know, I just play, I try to play to the song and that's it. Yep. Which means that I don't focus on on flashy stuff like at all. Yeah. Like almost at all. So it's just kind of <laughs> like, eh. So you're not throwing up a stick twirl in between every yeah, snare hit no at, way, at, dude. at your Blue Ribbon Rambler shows? Yeah. If a stick twirl happens, it's a fucking accident. <laughs> it's like, it's because I, I hit something and the stick came out of my hand. At your next Blue Ribbon Rambler show, you'll have to throw one stick twirl in there for me. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys got some Blue Ribbon Rambler dates coming up? Let's check it out on Facebook. Oh, there we go. Uh, it says on Facebook that you got Vineyard Vibra- yeah. Vineyard Vibrations at the um, Soldier Creek Winery. Man, I don't know why now I'm getting all slurry mouthed. It's okay. Um, <laughs> May May seventeenth, it appears. Yep. I, I like. I honestly had no idea we were doing that until you just brought it up. To be honest. Yeah, I clicked on the uh, <laughs> event. There's an event page for it. So if you want to go to that, I'm gonna click interested because you never know. I my I'm so bad. At Have you ever been out there? uh once once i have i was gonna say dude if you who did you see a band out there or uh, did you just like bop out just for fun there was like an art show or something going on there oh, okay and, yeah yeah, like yeah some uh vendors and stuff but there was a band there um i don't think it was beaver creek who was it there was there was a band there and i i'm sorry for forgetting um you know i'm just i'm sorry i I wish i knew it happens i I gave us a a somewhat of a pseudo shout out to beaver creek there uh uh, if you guys don't know who beaver creek is i haven't interviewed anybody from them yeah but check them out they're great stuff for sure um but yeah you do have a show with blue ribbon ramblers god dang it blue ribbon ramblers coming (laughs) up uh if you guys want to check that out you can go to facebook at blue ribbon ramblers iowa that is your guys's facebook page and there's a picture of clint up there um man that barely looks like Clint. Now, is that Clint? Yeah. That is crazy. That barely looks like Clint at all. Well, yeah, in the picture, he doesn't really have much facial hair, and then his head was buzzed, which is not normal either. No. Dude, I love the fact that you guys have some You guys have some awesome pictures. Uh, you guys have an Instagram account, I believe. That's at Blue Ribbon Ramblers on Instagram. Yep. 
And, I actually uh, run the Instagram for us. You do? Yeah. Oh, I love this picture. It's the most recent one you've posted. It's a picture of Clint. There's a nice sun. Uh, okay, I lied. I lied. I can't take all the credit. I just realized Jordan, I just recently gave all the info to. So Jordan has posted some stuff recently too. Oh, nice. But it's only the last like two two or three pictures. So, <laughs> but Everything else is me. Uh, there's some awesomeness going on here, though. I do, uh, I do enjoy the fact that you guys have social media and use it. I don't think you have a Twitter, though. I've, I've, we don't. Okay, uh-uh. so you got a Facebook and Instagram. I did also find that you guys have a YouTube. <laughs> you have five subscribers, and it looks like you Dude, have one video. What's hilarious is, uh, I don't think we started that. Oh, really? Yeah, for real. So this one may not even be you guys. It looks. I like mean, that's it, that that yeah. video is us. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think we started. You don't that think any of you guys because no no one knows what the password is. No one knows how to access it. Nothing. Uh-huh. I I want to say that uh, Brad's got his own YouTube page with. Some I think stuff that's like it. the. Uh, is it like? Uh, I don't want to say it wrong. I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I don't want to give the wrong person the shout out, and I don't want to come across like. Oh my goodness, I don't have breads. Okay. Well, I just realized the only business card that I had for Brad, I gave to someone to book us because I was like, you should talk to Brad because he's the most professional one. <laughs> oh man, this is what I thought it was. I can't remember if that's the name of it, but I, I, I don't remember. I think his is, I think he calls it like Dead End, Dead End Road Productions or something like that. Okay. It's something along those lines because I think he lives on like a dead end road huh. in, outside of Manson. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. You know, dead end road. <laughs> I do like, I mean, you know, I mean, I live on a farm, Audible Farm. Right. So, I mean, it's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. wow, we're so creative in Iowa. No, but <laughs> but uh, you guys do have the Brutal Republic Facebook page we mentioned earlier. It was at Brutal Republic. And you guys also yep. do have at Brutal Republic on Instagram. And for all the people that do Twitter, uh, you guys do have a Twitter account, which is also at Brutal Republic. Yeah, I think Jeremy strictly uses uh, our Twitter to like heckle politicians. Uh, go for it. I don't. Care. I mean, wait, use, use Twitter for whatever you want to use it for. I mean, I guess he does post. Holy shit, he actually keeps up on that. That's um, impressive. A lot of the posts, uh, I'm pretty sure, come from your guys' reverb, oh, reverb Nation page. Gotcha. Which he is actually res- like extremely good at keeping up on um, posting on here. The let's see if I, uh, I'll click on the shows tab on the Bruder Republic Reverb Nation. There's no shows on there, but the shows are on their Facebook page. Um, the right. Bru- and there's a ton of them on there. Yeah. But I, uh, he's I don't know what Jeremy's doing, but he's doing a good job of of posting and cross posting and sharing and and he's i remember talking to him and he's just like i hate social media and i'm never on it and it's just like okay you know i mean he's just i get what he's saying like maybe he's just super efficient while he's on it it could be could be the way he's (laughs) He's like i knock this out in like 10 minutes and then walk away and never touch it again for like until i book more shows (laughs) i've I've been trying my best to not use as much social media but it's kind of tough when you're trying to talk on a podcast and let everyone know about it sure dude but uh Man, I don't know. I did actually share recently. Not that it matters too much, but it does kind of matter to me. I lost my 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 cat is lost. It's gone. I don't know where it's at. Her name's Queenie. She's black. She's tiny. She's somewhere in Humboldt. I don't know where she's at. If you see her, let me know. I shared a picture of her, and it got shared like a hundred and ten times in a day. And I was that's like amazing. That's so, impressive. So thank you, internet. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I, you know, people do care. Uh, if anybody sees Queenie, 
uh, bring her back home. Bring my queenie home. Uh, we're getting close to the end of, we're, I mean, we're not quite at an hour. We're at about 50 minutes. I think I haven't really checked. I didn't start a timer, whatever, but, uh, I mean, we've gone through the Brutal Republic stuff. We've gone through Blue Ribbon Ramblers. Do you want to mention anything else? You got some, uh, other good stuff coming up here? Um, I mean, pretty much that's, that's the life. I, that, I just, I stick to the Ramblers and brutal and the day drinkers and everything like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. now 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 the day drinkers yeah, yes now the day you, can't, drinkers. you can't forget about that you guys got a facebook page for that yet or not yet not i gotta i gotta f- fire something up soon so officially unofficial band yeah you guys do do shows though you said do 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 no yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no guys, we've uh i think he and i have played <laughs> i'm immature as hell no, dude cool. anytime someone it. says doo-doo i'm gonna laugh at it Let's and point it. it out so oh man um <laughs> i don't want to bust out another f-bomb two episodes in a row i've done it but uh I, it. I try my best not to say it uh i like when people uh elongate their sentence oh, i was doing this and this and this but uh but fuck so anyways this and so that was always but one that, that was just kind of just made me giggle <laughs> yeah. and i and i hate it because it makes me feel like beavis and butthead but i also laughed really hard at beavis and butthead through <laughs> until i was like probably too old to For laugh sure, at that dude. you know and so absolutely i think some of that young at heart stuff is stuff that's hard to let go of you know <laughs> it just makes me smile so much <laughs> to giggle at that stuff yeah dude i totally agree with you it's just kind of one of those things where you're like i'm gonna laugh at this forever yeah dick and fart jokes yeah, yeah. never not funny to me <laughs> I, I feel like you got a good a good mix of the the kind-hearted people like around you you know like those people that are just especially like in in the ramblers everyone always seems to be just having a blast doing whatever you're oh, yeah, doing sure. and uh you know it's it's one of those things that uh as far as like going out into the music community because like I, it's so weird to say music community because every time I go out there and I, I, I see a lot of you guys hanging out with each oh, other sure. and of course there's like smaller sections of you guys within each, mm-hmm. you know and it's it's just crazy to see like uh, the people gravitate towards themselves and everybody in Four Dodge is, is just there's so many of you guys and you're all so awesome like every every one of you guys I've run into has been like really nice to me and I get it like I'm the podcast guy and you kind of got to be nice to the guy who may promote you or whatever but you get everybody seems still seems really genuine I I don't think that's necessarily the case like for the most part like I think people in Oh there's Fort- people out there shit talking? No. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No, uh dude for the most part like musicians around our area are super supportive of other musicians. Yeah. Like like uh we all realize that we all have the same ideals we all want the same stuff like so uh you know what's funny is when i was a teenager and stuff like that there would be there would be like little feuds between bands and stuff like that to where like people would mouth off and be like i don't care about these guys or something like that and anymore dude it's not real it's yeah. just like, dude, as we've as as we've grown up and gotten older, everybody just wants to do what every other musician wants to do, man. It's like you want to play, you want to have fun, you want those memories and time times with your buddies and everything like that. Yeah. So it's like no one, no one in our like music scene really dogs anybody anymore. No, which is fantastic. It's awesome. Like it's so cool because even if you're not like spot on with your stuff like people are still super super great yeah you know like all the musicians in our community just 
they're kick-ass people. Super, super good people. And that, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't shy away from going to jam nights because I was super scared to go to the jam nights because it's like, am I going to be embarrassed? Is people just going to shit talk me the whole time and blah, blah, blah? No, everyone, I think everyone just understands that like people come at all talent levels and people are just people, you know, and it's just, I'm out here busting my chops and this is as good as I can get it and this is the way it's going to be and people are just like dude you killed it you know it's like you know what I kind of did you know I'm not Jeremy Ober up there but you know I did kind of kill it you know I tried you know and I it's I just love that you know I I think I think when people see that you're doing what you enjoy it's hard to be uh, a naysayer to it yeah you know when 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 you're honestly doing something that you love Uh uh-huh and and you're not you know being arrogant about it or anything like that you're just doing what you love yeah if someone says something you know in poor taste about you it's because they're jealous that exactly. you're having such a good time exactly so i mean in our community there's just so many great musicians and so many great people like i we don't get that anymore yeah <laughs> like, like we just don't None of us do that anymore. It's just it, everybody's there for the same purpose. Yeah, man. Positivity pa- and fun. Yeah, passion begets passion. Yeah, I for mean, that's, sure. That's for sure. It's uh, it's it's refreshing. It's not that it's not everywhere, but it's definitely right. not everywhere. Yeah. I mean, uh, I listen to like tons and tons and tons of comedy podcasts, and and a lot of those guys have just pretty much just been like, we're all hanging out. Let's talk about how awesome we are. And then if there's like forty of us all talking about how awesome the other forty are then look how awesome we all get to be. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty much what it is, is you built your own community that you can all just, you all go to each other's shows. You all like each other. You all have a great time. Um, I, there's, it doesn't seem like it's, there's no clicks uh, in the scene here. Uh, no, it's For fantastic. the most part, because everybody just goes to all of everybody's stuff and supports yeah. each other. And it's not that, I mean, some of it has to do with music preference. I get it. Like it, For you, sure. Yeah. You go to Des Moines, you can only attract so many people. If you don't like metal, you're not going to a metal show. If you don't like punk or ska, you're not going, you're not going to go to ska, but you know, but I like ska. And, I like everything, you know, honestly. You know, oh, that's 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 good, man. I mean, I've, I as I've started playing music and uh changing what I play, it's like I played in a punk band, then it was like metal, but I play a lot of blues, and it's like, I mean, every style you really have to try and learn because everything has a little bit of a different mechanism to make it work definitely and so now i i don't crap on almost anybody playing anything because it's like man i'd like to crap all over this dude playing an acoustic guitar in a coffee shop whining about his his blah blah whatever but uh then again i I don't know how to play any of the shit he's playing and not only that but it's like it's tricks of the trade too it's kind of one of those things to where uh you know regardless of the style you're playing yep uh, there's a certain amount of chops that each style requires. Yes. So therefore, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, if like, like for instance, like we in Brutal Republic, we do any anywhere from folk to blues to hard rock to metal. Yep. You know, you name it. Like mm-hmm. we play a lot of the spectrum, and even even some like alternative stuff like Brutal plays, and it's like. Like there are times where some of the musicians who uh, who I admire in our community, which is a lot. Oh there's yeah, a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, like it's it's a mountain. Oh yeah. <laughs> but so whenever they come out to our shows, I'm like, dude, I gotta step up my game because like my friend, my friend, you know, like for instance, uh, Jake Merritt. Yep. 
Jake Merritt is the drummer for uh, Riddled with Class. He plays Nick Earhart. Yep. And uh, also Jay Clyde. Yep. And Jake has played in quite a few other bands and stuff. But every time that dude shows up to a gig, I just get nervous because he's so good. Oh, yeah. And I, and I like, I'm such a big fan of watching the dude play. And the other day you brought up Scott Dahl. Scott yep. Dahl came to one of our shows uh-huh. and and was like eight feet from me like the whole time. Yep. And I messed up and I looked at him and just smiled. And he's like, yeah, I got that. Yeah. Yeah, you messed up. And it's just kind of a drummer thing. And maybe no one else caught exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But you can relate to yeah. the struggle <laughs> yeah. of being like, yeah, totally. I just made an ass out of myself. <laughs> and only my friends saw yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I just made an ass out of myself to only one person in the building <laughs> to my one buddy who is right there. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's another thing is like, I used to take messing up on stage. Just like, I was just like, Oh my God. And then, it, you know, after a while it was just like, man, you just gotta laugh that off. Cause yeah. there's going to be somebody over there. That's just, they're like laughing with you and you know, they are, they're just like, yeah, <laughs> I've been there, been yeah, there. Sure. Yep. Hit that wrong note. Or I was going to say, no one will make fun of themselves as much as I make fun of myself. Yeah. So it's like, that's a good characteristic yeah, to have. It, it's honestly. just kind of one of those things where, like, I I'm such a naysayer on my own playing because I'm just like, I can always do better than what I just did. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you yep. can't you can't just like relive the moment and like try harder. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like what you put out is just there already. So uh, yeah. Just, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. So you I'm just gotta, with this, you got to go with it. Yeah. Yep. And that's I I love the attitude, you know, and that's, you know, that I feel like that attitude is what a lot of the people that are out there watching the music kind of have to, yeah. to watching other people play. And um, I think the fact that a lot of the bands that play around the area kind of just mix together a lot of styles. Like you said, it was like folk to blues and anything yeah, in between. And then if you just smash them together, you've got, um, and you mix rock in with it. And then you, you know, you start just kind of like picking up all the best of everything. And all these bands just have like solos and, and they just, not all of them are this way, you know, cause some songs are very structured, but like right. other songs, it's just like, you just fill in the gaps and these guys are just out there, uh, you know, just, I don't know how, how to say it right now, but they're just kind of just off the top of their head, just doing whatever they're doing. And that's, yeah. that's, it's a crazy thing to just go out there and think that they're making art on the fly. And, and it's, Weird. it's awesome that there's so many people supporting it. And it just makes me wonder, like with, uh, all you guys out there and no patties, where are you guys all going to go? Uh, honestly, all of us are just hoping that Gina finds a spot. Yep. To be honest with you, like that's all we want yep. at this point. Like everybody who's a musician in Fort Dodge, if you care about any local scenes or anything like that, you want you want Gina to find a different spot. Yeah. You want and and I mean I've said this a million times, I'll say it a million more. Uh I think it's a blessing in disguise in a way. Yeah. Because the building is super dated, needs a lot of work, things like that. Yeah. But it doesn't take away from all the memories. So, yeah. like, you have a lot of association with fun shows, good times, good friends, and everything like mm-hmm. that. And it's, you know, it. That's I think that's what's heartbreaking. Is yeah. It's almost like losing a buddy. Yep. You know, but... 
you know yeah it, you'll always have the memories of the place exactly though, too. you'll always have the memories photos everything like that yep. to just be like that was one of the best nights yeah you, you never know. know maybe the next place that comes up could, could be, be better. better you You're know you don't right. know that uh i mean i'm not saying you don't know that but like you never <laughs> know true. man yeah it's you know? it's it's a it's a crapshoot, you know. You're just like, well, and I get what you're saying with uh, sticking with Gina because it's it's one of those deals where it's like you know she's gonna do it right because she did it right before. Right. Uh, she treated everybody very well. Uh, she cares so I've, much. I've dude. never once heard a bad word about her from people that have worked with her for her around her yep. uh, music wise anything. It's, well, and I mean she sponsored uh, she sponsored uh, our buddy Josh Mason uh, for. Uh, for the regional rock hour and yep, stuff like that, yep. who he is, you know, he the does. regional rock hour. <laughs> exactly. It almost sounded like I hit a sound button. Yeah. yeah that was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he, you know, she like sponsored all that stuff. So dude, like she obviously cares about a lot of the local music and everything. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where like, you know, you pay respects to where respect needs to be paid and everything like that. Uh-huh. And honestly, like I, I mean, we'll, we'll keep playing at the breweries and the winery and stuff like that, but shows will not be the same until, or if yep. Gina finds a spot. Yeah. And I totally it, it get just, it. you know, yeah, man, I get it. I totally get it. You know, it's, like it's, it's a family dude. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And that's, that's such a, such a tough blow. I mean, there are other places to go and this isn't a, you know, crack at any other places, but it's just, it's just one of those things where, like you said, it's home away from home. Yeah. You know, like when you weren't at your house, you go down there and there was somebody knows your name. Exactly. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like I could walk into that place and know everybody sitting around the bar. Yeah. You know, and you know, whether, whether I barely knew them or knew them super well, it, it's just a welcome, it's, it's a welcoming place. Yeah. You know, and whatnot. So, it's, you know, it, yeah. it's definitely going to be weird yeah, it's for, a be while, crazy. for a while. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. But you got to play the last two shows there. I did. And that's, uh, that's something that I guess it'll be with you forever there, man. That's true. And it's, you know, that's just one of those things that's super crazy because it's not like this place was like a super arena that was always packed with tens of thousands of people, but it was a packed house, a small bar. I wouldn't say small, but it was a, it was a pretty big place, but it was still just like it had so much sentiment to it. Yeah, that's dude. that's that's what's gonna be the toughest thing and I to mean, replace. I mean, I remember I remember going to see bands and stuff like that there. Like that was one of the places that we played a lot when we were kids. It used to be Pee Wee's. When it when it used to be Pee Wee's. Yep. Uh, matter of fact, that place uh, as Patty's still said Pee Wee's on the floor, didn't yes, it? Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. He he put it in the tiling and everything. Yep. yep. <laughs> but uh, but when when uh, I was in I was in a band called the Know It Alls, and it was my first ever punk rock band. Uh huh. The band that I learned to play drums for, in fact. Yep. Uh, we we would play there, and we would open for Planet Rock. Cool. And everything. And I love the shit out of those guys. They're yep. fantastic. Like Jeremy Pearson, mm-hmm. Nick Rosendahl. Yep. You know, like Chip Evans was in there too, and he's a Beaver Creek guy and yep. everything like that. And it was it was really fun because uh, we were the only people under twenty one that were allowed in that bar. Yep. So it was like, you know, you felt special and everything. Yeah. So like, I've got a lot of great memories in that place and stuff, and it's 
it's kind of weird to like it was it was nice to see it passed on to Gina, someone who uh-huh. is who is like the like one of the heart and souls to our music and Fort Dodge and everything. Yeah. And you know, I'm not dogging the person that bought the bar or anything like that. No, just because no. I, don't, I don't have time for that. Nope. But it's just it's just going to be different now. Yep. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, life goes on, things change. Right. It's the way it, it's the way it happens. You know, uh, crisis, opportunity. It's the same word in Japanese. It's not, but that's what everybody <laughs> always used to say. That it's the same thing. It means the same. Uh, no, just because you can't speak Japanese. <laughs> no, I don't know. Sorry to all the people in Japan listening. Uh, no, I don't have nobody in Japan listening, but I do have some people in Ireland that listen sometimes. So if there's anybody in Ireland listening, what's up? What's up? Um, but yeah, I've uh, we got Lady in the studio. She comes in every now and then to an episode. This is probably like the third episode she's made an, <laughs> made an appearance in. Um, but yeah, we're getting really close. I mean, well, actually, holy cow, we've we've went over an hour. Uh, not that people will mind, but I uh, I'll mention all your social media and stuff in post production afterwards. You want to give any shout outs before we take off? Um, I don't know. I love the Fort Dodge music scene. That's a that's a for sure thing. Yeah, and and not even the four Dodge music scene, but just this area. Like, yeah, this is this is honestly a truly special place, yeah. and I would I would put I would put any any musician band or anything up against anybody, and be, you know, like they're on par. They're yep. just great yeah. guys and great musicians. A lot of fun. Yeah, I 100% concur, man. I mean, go you go 50 miles around this area in any any direction. Great, you know, it's great musicians, great people. Everybody's willing to support each yeah, other. Yeah, for sure. And it's can, great, you know, and that's it's it's gonna be sad. It's, you know, no more patties, man. It's something we're all gonna have to get used to, I guess. Unfortunately, but yeah. that's right. life. Well, uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I appreciate we'll, it. We'll check you at uh, another jam night or something somewhere, I guess. I'm sure. Yep. All right. Hey, there's another episode in the bank, as I like to say. Uh, thanks again to Caleb for joining me on the podcast. I had a great time sitting down and talking with him. Uh, like I said in the the intro there, this I think it's the first time we've ever really sat down and talked to each other one-on-one. I had met him uh, maybe once or twice prior, and we had a, a couple of a little talks here and there. But, but you know, it, other than that, not too much. Uh, it's, it's awesome to just get to sit down and talk with these people. That's one of the reasons I did this in the first place. So it's really neat to get to, the, you know, meet people. So thanks to Caleb for making the jaunt to my little mini home studio that I've got set up, uh, my modest little setup at uh, uh, an old table that I have in a basement. But uh, it's a... Uh, it's it's nice. It's a nice little quaint setup, and I appreciate him coming out here to to join me for this. Check out his bands. He's in a handful of bands. Go to Facebook.com and check out at Brutal Republic, and also check out at Blue Ribbon Ramblers Iowa on Facebook. Those are those two bands there. Otherwise, you can go to Instagram and check out at Brutal Republic or at Blue Ribbon Ramblers. They are both there as well. You can also go to uh, uh, Twitter and check out the brutal republic twitter account which is active um there are posts there semi-frequently uh usually about once a week it looks like so that's at brutal republic on twitter so make sure you check those guys out on twitter uh brutal republic also has a reverb nation page so you can go to reverbnation.com slash brutal republic and find the brutal brutal republic reverb nation page if you want to go listen to some of their music or something like that that's all there 
otherwise you can also check out uh blue ribbon ramblers on youtube uh we discussed in the podcast that we don't think that that is actually the the blue ribbon ramblers youtube page but you can search for them there are some videos of blue ribbon ramblers on youtube that you can check out but i don't think they have an official page so so that's uh that's that for those guys make sure you check them out um day drinking uh, excuse me day drinkers are probably going to make a facebook page soon so make sure you are keeping your eyes peeled looking for that it's going to be out there soon so so check it out uh while you're out there on the internet and you want to check out something official go to www.audiblefarm.com that is the official website for audible farm that is us and what we do you can find out where you can listen to us uh doesn't matter what device you have you can have apple you can have google you can have anything um there's there's links to it all there you can have any sort of apps you want to listen to this it's it's pretty much everywhere uh, you can also find our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram there. They are all at Audible Farm. Make sure you go follow all those, like them, uh, poke, tweet, smileys, uh, all that good stuff. Give us the comments. Uh, speaking of comments, go to YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Search for Audible Farm. We are the very first return at the top. It's the pig. Look for the piggy. And uh, while you're at YouTube, make sure you subscribe and, and watch some of the videos, listen to some of the podcasts, leave comments. There's a lot of comments that get left on YouTube, and, and I respond to all of them. So make sure that you go to YouTube, check out our videos, watch some of the band videos on there. I've recorded some bands throughout time, and uh, their, their videos are on there. I've shared a handful of the uh, sports team ones in the last uh, Facebook posts. So so go check those out. They're out there too. You can send us an email at audible for, uh, audiblefarm at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Otherwise, you can still just go to www.audiblefarm.com. There's a form there. You can fill it out and uh, what it does is it will auto-generate an email and send it to me. And the coolest part about that is you can actually uh, get in touch with me that way and I will get back to you. And a special thanks to all that goes out to the Iowa Podcast Network. They're working very hard at... Uh, doing things to support the small people like me the little independent podcasters uh the people who run their shows solo with nobody else helping them and i really appreciate everything the iowa podcast network does for us so thank you very much the iowa podcast network leave us a review if you have the ability to on whatever site you are streaming if you're on youtube give it a thumbs up if you are on uh uh, the apple podcast app you can go to the uh, audible farm page and give us five stars leave us a nice review uh thank you very much i appreciate everybody leaving the reviews that you have and and just letting me know what you think of the podcast it means the world to me to hear the the shout outs people are giving me uh whether it be on internet radio or on uh, terrestrial radio or at shows uh i just appreciate everything thank you guys very much for everything uh huge thanks once again to caleb ferry for joining me on the podcast Make sure you go check out all his bands. Go watch him play live. He plays a lot of shows. So go watch him live. Thanks again to everybody for listening. I'll be back next week with another awesome podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Peace.